Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right. That's Tom. I'm Mike. Eric's around here somewhere. He's fussing with the curtains or something. Ew. Um, had a pretty wild weekend of sports. Uh, I want to start with college football um, and one game that really doesn't mean a whole lot to anybody outside of our area, uh, but uh, Western Michigan and Buffalo did something pretty crazy on Saturday. How crazy was it? That wasn't, I didn't set it up like that, sorry. That's, you need to start over. Yeah. Uh, they combined for 139 points, setting an NCAA record. Uh, it took them seven overtimes to achieve that and to finally get a winner because they don't play for ties. Um, it uh, it broke the record that was set last year. Uh, Pittsburgh and Syracuse uh had a game in November last year where Pittsburgh won 76 to 61. Um, this one ended in Western Michigan's favor, 71 to 68. Um, in the overtime periods alone, uh, 7, 7, 7, 7, 0, 0, 8, 8, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 3. That's silly. It really, really is. Um, it's, uh, Buffalo's quarterback, Drew Anderson, had 597 yards. Yes. Um, the over-under on this game was 51 points. Both teams beat it by themselves. Um, uh, you know, unless you're a fan or a uh, member of one of these schools, uh, you didn't really have any reason to watch this, so I feel like most people missed it. I know David did get it up on our Facebook page, so if you guys want to see some of the highlights, head over there. Uh, it was pretty crazy to watch. Um, otherwise, in the world of college football, uh, Oklahoma. More like Choklahoma. Nailed it. Uh, they lost at home to Iowa State 38-31. Iowa State scored with about 219 left in the game. Um, What I don't get is uh, Oklahoma was favored by 31. Yes. They would have had to shut out Iowa State to pull that off. Um, Kyle Kemp was 18 of 24 for 343 yards and three touchdowns uh, for Iowa State. Uh, the Sooners got 306 passing yards out of uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, he threw for two touchdowns and added another one on the ground. Um, just a huge, huge shock. It, you know, If you'd have given me a list of ranked teams going into Saturday, Oklahoma would have been near the bottom uh, for teams I thought could lose. Um, well, that generally is the case when you have uh... – rankings 
the higher rankings will be well, the, well, I mean, the like, less likely to lose. You know. That's not exactly how it works. Well, then why do they rank them? Nobody really knows, Tom. <laughs> I know. Um, elsewhere, uh, Miami beat Florida State 24-20. to um, LSU beat Florida 17-16. to uh, Notre Dame won at UNC 33-10. to TCU beat West Virginia 31 to 24. Uh USC rebounded pretty nicely. Uh they beat Oregon State 38 to 10. Um Ohio State absolutely demolished Maryland uh 62 to 14. Poor Maryland and Rutgers and other uh <laughs> Big 10 teams like that. Yeah. Uh this game was 41 to 7 at the half. <laughs> they they never never stood a chance. Um Number one, Alabama, 27, Texas A&M, 19. See, I would have thought that that had a better chance at being an upset than Iowa State at Oklahoma. At least that one was in Texas, you know. But um, Yeah, they didn't come anywhere near covering the spread, though. True. So, um, you know. Michigan State worked their way into the rankings. Uh, they, they are now did. ranked number 21 after beating Michigan 14-10. to 10. I feel like uh, when you beat a ranked team... 21 is where you'll just magically appear. <laughs> right. Um, their their lone loss on the season uh, is to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's lone loss on the season is to Georgia. Georgia doesn't have a loss. So you got Michigan State will be pulling for uh, Notre Dame the rest of the way, and Notre Dame's going to be pulling for Georgia the rest of the way. Um, number seven, Wisconsin, uh, 38, Nebraska, 17. Um, and Washington beat Cal 38 to 7. Um, Tom and I are going to see Louisville uh, this Saturday, and they actually lost to NC State 39-25. to Ouch. Yeah. Um, in that game, uh, Lamar Jackson threw for 354 yards and a touchdown, uh, ran for 73 yards and two touchdowns. Um, as we've said, he's the reason we're going down to see this game. Uh, he is strengthening his Heisman case. Um I think after the uh, after the USC loss last week, I don't think Sam Darnold is in the top three anymore. Probably not. Um, in fact, I believe uh, somebody had released some some odds on that. I'll see if I can pull it up. Well, you go ahead and do that. Oh, um, the other uh, the other favorite right now, uh, obviously, still San Juan Barkley. Uh, Sixteen carries, seventy five yards, and two touchdowns um, in right. Penn State's win. Here we go. We got some odds going for you. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, five to four. Baker Mayfield at thirteen to four. Bryce Love from Stanford at four to one. Mason Rudolph, a uh, quarterback out of Oklahoma State, eight to one. And Lamar Jackson, sixteen to one. Sam Darnold, twenty-five to one, et cetera, et cetera. Any uh, any mention of Josh Adams on that list? Uh, no. <laughs> No, that's me, that's me being a little bit of a homer, but uh, Josh Adams for Notre Dame, uh, 776 yards on the season, five touchdowns, and uh, he is just the king of the long run. Uh, what we need to start doing, though, is start pulling for uh, the running back out of Georgia. Chubb? Chubb. We need to pull a Chubb? Yeah. Is that his real name? Yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Then yes. I, 75 I root for him one. as well, then. Just, 75 to 1 odds. Just based on name alone. That's crazy. Um yeah, uh, I I do like Chubb, um, not just because it's, not just because his name is fun to say. Um, 
he was a big part of that Georgia win uh, over Notre Dame, which kind of hurt. But you know, his uh, it hurt less uh, if you didn't have any way to watch it, like <laughs> me. Yeah, I suppose that would be the case. Um, so uh, looking ahead in college football, um, Oklahoma will try to rebound against Texas. Uh, they're favored by seven and a half. Um, Auburn travels to LSU. Uh, Alabama will host Arkansas. Uh, number nine, Ohio State travels to Nebraska. And newly ranked Michigan State travels to Minnesota. Oh, look, there's not a single game this week where a ranked team is matched up against another ranked team. Exactly. Uh, it's going to be kind of a quiet week in college football. Um, you know, obviously, I'm sure we'll have an upset somewhere. Um, I'm looking at San Diego State as, ho- as hosting Boise State. I'm looking at that as a potential upset. Um, other than that, uh, four and one Utah at number five USC uh, could be another one. Yeah, uh, I don't know that Utah is that strong, but I don't think that they are. Um, however, uh, crazier things have happened. Um, so on to the NFL. Um, they're kind of—I don't know. I was at uh, I was at the Colts 49ers game. That game went to overtime. Oh yeah. Uh at halftime I think it was like 9 to 6 and uh I went I went with our cousin Mike um and you almost left. And no, I am not the vice president of the United States. Oh. Um no, it was uh it was like 9 to 6 to half and we're looking at each other like uh this is just, it's going to be like, you know, the 49ers had that game against Arizona where it was nothing but field goals. Yeah. It's like, this, this is what we're going to have to deal with. We're going to sit here and watch these guys kick and kick and kick. No. In the second half, it really opened up, and uh, we wound up going to overtime. Colts came away with the 26-23 uh, to 23 win. Um, Marlon Mack for Indianapolis, nine carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. He broke off a couple very long runs. I think he had, he had two runs over 25 yards. Where was Gore? Um, he was playing. They just, I mean, he, and he got more carries. I think he had 14 for maybe 40 something. Um, but, uh, Mac had those two big runs, uh, T Y Hilton, seven catches for 177 yards. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> they're marching down the field in overtime. Colts had the ball first. And so, you know, you gotta, you gotta get a touchdown to win. Right. Otherwise the other team can try to match you. Uh, Brissett throws an interception right on the goal line. Oh, boy. I thought for sure that was it. And I'm not kidding. Uh, maybe like a quarter of the fans got up and left. He's going to need to control the ball better. Yeah. Um, Brissett did have that one interception. He did rush for a touchdown. Um, Brian Hoyer uh, for the 49ers, 353 passing yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, five catches for 116 yards. So... Uh, what looked like a snooze fest early on turned out to be a pretty good offensive uh, shootout in the second half. Boy, they really don't have any wide receivers, do no. they? No, they do not. They do not. Um, Josh McCown, former Cleveland Browns starting quarterback, got his first ever win in Cleveland yesterday. That's right. He spent two whole seasons with the team. Bless you, Tom. Thank you. Spent two whole seasons with the team, never won a game in Cleveland. Uh, but That's because he was bad and they were bad. Yeah. On Sunday, he led the Jets to a 17-14 win. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser was benched at halftime for Cleveland. Uh, Kevin Hogan came in, threw for 194 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Kaiser's got some learning to do. Yeah, well, and again, if 
if they had some weapons, it might be a different story. I know Hogan came in and was able to throw, but you got to think the Jets didn't game plan for him. Right. You know, um, it's it's not uncommon to see a backup quarterback come in and do well, you know, right off the bat. Um, so, you know, with some time to game plan next week, you know, I don't necessarily think Hogan will have that good of a game if he winds up being the starter, uh, which uh, Hugh Jackson is yet to announce a starting quarterback. And I think I saw something about him waiting till Friday uh, to announce a starter. So, so what point do we stop feeling bad for Hugh Jackson? I don't know. I mean, the, the man's not a bad coordinator. He's had terrible luck as a head coach, but each time he's become a head coach, he's inherited a team with three or fewer wins. Yeah. So, um, but he could all, always just say, "No, I don't want to coach that crappy team." Yeah. I mean, he could, but in in that business, when are you ever going to get the opportunity again? You you know, you just don't know. Ten and six teams don't often fire their coaches. No, but sometimes eight and eight teams do. Seven and nine, I mean, come on. Yeah. Give him um, something. I don't know, but uh, I I still like him. Uh, you know, yeah, he's not getting it done as a head coach right now, but look what he's had to work with over the last few years. So, um, I mean, obviously if they wind up going 0-16 this year, yeah, you're probably going to need to change direction. I don't think you can come back from that, but but you can come back from one and fifteen. We'll see. Well, but no. Here is the thing, though. Last year they knew they were going one and fifteen. There was absolutely. I mean, everybody in that building knew three wins was the ceiling, and they didn't even come close. So, um, you know, this year people were talking about six wins out of this team. No, not anymore. No, no, Lord, no, no, um, no. Uh, staying with the uh, AFC North, the no. Bengals beat the Bills twenty to sixteen. Andy Dalton three hundred twenty-eight yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Because uh, of course he couldn't not turn the ball over. Right. Uh, AJ Green seven catches for one hundred and eighty-nine yards and a touchdown. Um, Buffalo just could not get it going offensively uh, in this game. Uh, Sean McCoy only had sixty-three yards on the ground. Tyrod Taylor only passed for one hundred and sixty-six. I mean, they did lose Clay in this game, so. Yes. Yeah, they did. Um, which uh, Nick O'Leary filled in pretty well, five catches for 54 yards. Right, but, um, I mean, he was their only, you know, receiving weapon to this point in the season. So that's a big loss if he's out for any extended period. Right. Um, the Eagles beat the Cardinals 34-7. to um, Carson Wentz. 21 of 30 for 304 and four touchdowns. Um, Showing those flashes like he did at the beginning of last year. Yeah. It's good to see out of him. Um, actually, so I, I was in Indy, and I met up with a friend of ours. After the game, we were talking about, uh, right now, Carson Wentz versus Jared Goff. Carson um, Wentz right now, I know how Jared Goff has played over the last few weeks, but looking at their career to this point, I'd have to say Carson Wentz. Um that being said, I think when all is said and done, I think we're still looking at a very even race between these two quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, you know, they're they're always going to be compared. Always, you know, quarterbacks of the same draft class. You can't help it. You look, you know, you look at the '83 draft class. They're always put up against each other. The uh, what was it 2003 with Roethlisberger, Manning, 2004. And 2000, yeah, sorry, the 2004 draft class. You know, poor Alex Smith still gets compared to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, very. 
similar play styles, just huge difference in talent level and surrounding talent level. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I think it's going to be very, very, very close uh, when we get to the end of these guys' careers. Um, the uh, the Cardinals, 14 carries, 31 rushing yards, uh, 2.2 average right there. Uh, uh, yeah. They really miss Johnson. Yeah. As, Big uh, time. As soon as he went down, their their hopes in that division were, were pretty much over. Um, the uh, Dolphins somehow beat the Titans 16-10. to 10. Um, I know how. I know how they did it. Can I tell you? Oh, do you? Can I tell you how they did it? Go for it. Because uh, they got to play against a team led by Matt Castle. Yeah. Um, man. Castle, 21 of 32 for 141 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jake Cutler, 12 of 26 for 92, a touchdown and an interception. He was the winning quarterback. Um, also, the uh, the color scheme in this game is just... I'm sorry, what was it? Gotcha. It's like somebody took a a, 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 a beachfront road in uh, Miami Beach and just threw it on a football field. Uh, fans of offense would not have enjoyed this game. Total net yards... Tennessee 188, Miami 178. Possibly the ugliest game we'll have seen all year. Um, so they didn't even move down the football field four times between them. Correct. Correct. But they but they scored more than four times. Yeah. One of them was on a fumble recovery. Oh boy. Um the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Pittsburgh Steelers thirty to nine. No. Yeah, they did. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> beat the Pittsburgh Steelers thirty to nine. Um. Yeah, Roethlisberger. Um. He threw more touchdown passes to the Jaguars than Blake Bortles did. Yeah. Um. By a count of two to nothing. He must have been. Really distracted by all that stuff that happened a, a week ago. Is that what anybody's saying? I don't. I. It's that's the only explanation, right? It's not that he's uh that he's old or well after the game that he uh just doesn't want to play anymore. After the game, he kind of hinted that he may have made a mistake coming back, uh, questioning whether he still has it. Um, 33 completions, 55 attempts. That's not terrible. Uh, 312 yards, but five interceptions. And as we said, two of them returned for touchdowns. Um, yeah, if he if he just doesn't... If he only throws three, and the two he doesn't throw are those two touchdowns, and they just score on one <laughs> of those drives... Yeah. Um, but no, he had to go and screw everything up and be the worst thing all week. Right. And that includes Monday Night Football. 
Yeah, that was that was a rough game. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, lending itself to my uh, theory last week that Antonio Brown only cares about Antonio Brown. Uh, Ten catches for 157 yards. Got his stats. Did not seem all that concerned that they were losing on the sideline. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's incredibly bothersome uh, to me. You're you're here to win football games, and yeah, your stats help accomplish that. Um, but you have to be more invested in your team uh, than than he appears to be. Um, Absolutely. Um, he's not doing himself any favors. He. Uh, Sure, he's getting the stats, and he's helping me crush other players in fantasy football. But doesn't um, this kind of how Mike Wallace worked himself out of Pittsburgh? Yeah. Um, the the thing is, he didn't wait until he got the big contract before he started acting like a me 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 person. Yeah. Um, for the Jaguars, Leonard Fournette, twenty eight carries, one hundred eighty one yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, one of those being a ninety yarder. He's also helping me crush players in fantasy football. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, he, uh, well, uh, you know, obviously with 181 from one player, uh, you're not going to have a lot of passing yards to go with that, especially when two times that you had the ball, it was just in your defense's hands. Uh, Blake Bortles only eight of 14 for 95 yards and a pick. So, uh, I just. I question if the Steelers really have what it takes to hang with the Chiefs and uh, Texans. Well, since they didn't bother to run the ball in the second half, we'll never know. Right. Um, the uh, Chargers got their first win of the season, 27-22 uh, to over the still winless New York Giants. Um a good part of that has to do with the fact that Eli Manning had no one to throw the ball to after a little while. Yeah. Um, seems to me that if you want to succeed, you're going to want the wide receivers on your team to not all uh, shred their legs into oblivion. Yeah. Um, so Odo Beckham Jr. put on IR. Uh, Dwayne Harris put on IR. I believe Brandon Marshall was also put on IR. And Shepard is the only one who may return? I I believe that's the case. Um, I mean, their season was already over, but man, is it over. Yeah. Um, I just, first of all, I feel bad for the, for those four players. Um, and then Eli Manning got injured during the game, too. Um, he was going to undergo an MRI uh, following the game. Um, he did. I mean, he played the whole game. The other quarterback took a snap for them. Uh, but you know, towards the end of the game, you're lining up with tight ends and running backs split out wide. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to run a two minute offense, which is what they needed to do. Yeah. After the Chargers took the lead. Um, so yeah, looking at it, um, yeah, Beckham and Harris are out for the season. Uh, Shepard will be just a few weeks. I guess it's still they're still evaluating Brandon Marshall. So um, I don't see either of these teams going anywhere, and this may be the last time we talk about them this year. Got no problem with that. <laughs> um, um, did you see where, uh, I think it was Ben McAdoo, said that bringing Victor Cruz back is not an option. 
Seriously? That doesn't make any sense. The man knows the offense. And he still has working legs. Yeah. He can uh which is more than you can say about their four receivers right now. He can he can run and he can catch. Um the uh Carolina Panthers went into Detroit and beat the Lions twenty seven to twenty four. Uh Cam Newton, man, is is he back? Is it official? Like I feel like he's back. I, I, I am confident in saying that he is uh, 100% healthy. Uh, he threw for 355 yards and three touchdowns. Um, this game was not as close as the final score indicated. No. Uh, the Lions did get two touchdowns in the last uh, six minutes, both uh, Matt Stafford to uh, uh, Darren Fell's touchdowns. Um, Stafford, uh, he had a... He had a respectable game, I guess. Twenty three or thirty five for two twenty nine in the two touchdowns. Uh, from what I hear, it was just kind of uninspired play calling for Detroit most of the way until those two late touchdowns where they were able to move it. They they had fifty yards rushing. They had more rushing yards than the Panthers had because they had twenty eight. Uh, Ed Dixon, uh, five catches for one hundred seventy five yards, filling in for Greg Olson uh, for the Panthers. Uh, uh, for uh, Darren Fells, those two touchdowns were his only two catches of the game. Uh, so Detroit drops to two or three and two on the year, and Carolina is now four and one, uh, sitting atop that Didn't see NFC South. Did uh, no, neither did I. Well, I mean, you look at the way Cam played in the preseason, and the way he played last year, and then the way he played in the first two games. You'd have thought they were going to be a three-four win team, but he's back. Here they uh, are. They have to lose. Uh several games yeah. in order he's, to do that. He's got I mean he's got plenty of weapons around him right now, you know, uh Funches, Kelvin Benjamin, uh the running backs, he's still got Jonathan Stewart, Christian McCaffrey, uh obviously Ed Dixon can sta- can step in. Yeah. <laughs> so um they can do some passing out of two tight end sets when Olsen gets back. Yeah. Um uh you know some and sometimes that the that's the case when when your number one target goes down Sometimes you do grow as a quarterback, like Matt Stafford did. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. It, it's it's a very similar situation. Once Kelvin Johnson left, that offense really opened up. You don't have the automatic number one read anymore. Right. You know when when you have that superstar, you you look to them first instead of going. You know, and, and you might try to fit it in there when you shouldn't because hey, it's Kelvin Johnson. Yeah, there's no way he's going to let me throw an interception. Right. So you might throw it into a tighter window than you would for these other guys. So, you know, you might look off that number one receiver if it's someone else, and I think that's what we're seeing from Stafford over the last uh, season and a half and, you know, what we're what we're seeing from, from Cam Newton right now. So I, I it's unfortunate that an injury like that has to happen for a quarterback to grow like that, but we're, you know, we've seen it twice in the past couple of seasons now. Um, the... Uh, Oakland Raiders hosted the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Raiders, without Derek Carr, uh, turned to EJ Manuel, and unfortunately, uh, he was not able to lead them to any kind of triumph. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, Baltimore won thirty to seventeen. EJ Manuel in the loss, one hundred and fifty-nine yards and a touchdown. Um, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Javorius Allen for Baltimore. Yeah, that's that's the correct. Uh, twenty-one of seventy-three, and a, or twenty-one for seventy-three, not twenty-one of seventy-three. He's not a quarterback. That would be amazing too. Seventy-three passes, and you don't get yanked completing only twenty-one. Yeah. Uh, twenty-eight 
21 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Wallace, three catches for 133 yards. Uh, Amari Cooper, still MIA for this Oakland team. Um, I, I I think you'll see him back uh, once they get Carr back. I mean, even with Carr in the lineup, uh, you know, in this game he had two targets, one catch, eight yards. Uh, on the season, he's only he only has 13 catches for 118 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just, just incredibly surprising, and he's he's had a ton of problems with drops too. Um, Michael Crabtree has become the number one option for that offense. Um, which the option for that offense? Yeah. Um, you know, for him, he only has 19 for 252 and four touchdowns, but he's getting more targets. And three of those touchdowns came in one game. Yeah. Uh, but he he has clearly emerged as Derek Carr's favorite receiver uh, over Amari Cooper now. Um, just. Big old, big drop off for for Cooper. Um, Seattle Seahawks took control of the NFC West uh, with a sixteen to ten win over the Rams. Uh, Russell Wilson, one hundred ninety eight yards, a touchdown and an interception. Um, Jared Goff, two hundred eighty eight yards and two touchdowns. Two interceptions. Two interceptions. Sorry, it's been a. I tell you what, it's been a long week. Uh, I I at the restaurant we went to in Indianapolis after the game. What I wanted to order was a barbecue bacon burger with cheddar cheese and jalapenos. What I asked for was a barbecue bacon cheeseburger, and I asked, could you put barbecue on that for me? Totally meant to say, could you put jalapenos on that for me? But I said barbecue, and I've been doing that for the last two or three days. I have no idea what I'm talking about anymore. That one conversation has haunted you from that point forward. That, no, because that wasn't even really the first time. That was just the most ridiculous of the uh, of the missteps in my linguistic. The first adventures. was when they handed you your drinks and said, "Enjoy your drinks," and you said, "You too." <laughs> <laughs> that so, is the most embarrassing thing in the world. Should we evaluate you for a concussion? Possibly. Oh, it's been it's been bad lately. And so, of course, you know, having to be here and talking for an hour and a half is probably not. It's, I mean, you guys will enjoy listening to me sound like a buffoon, I'm sure. I always do. Um, the, uh, man, the Seattle run game, uh, they uh, they turned to Thomas Rawls after the injury to Chris Carson. He had eight carries for 20 yards, so they tried Eddie Lacy, who then had nine carries for 19 yards. Um McKissick wound up with two carries for zero yards. With a long of three. Yes. Uh, they just, I don't know what is going on with Seattle. You know, for so long they were known as this pound it physical run team. And uh, so far this season, um, uh, on the year, Thomas Rawls has given them 13 carries for 24 yards. Eddie Lacy, 25 for 74. Those aren't good numbers. They are not. Those are bad numbers. Um, I, that, that is the number one reason right now I don't think I can take Seattle seriously in the NFC. Oh, I don't know, man. Blair Walsh didn't miss a kick all day. <laughs> oh, man. You know who did miss a kick? Who missed a kick? In fact, missed two kicks. Uh, Mason Crosby missed two extra points in the Green Bay-Dallas game. Oh, boy. Yeah. Both of them, though, I I won't put either one on Crosby. Uh, new long snapper uh, because, hey, did you hear it? Green Bay had an injury? Uh <laughs> I don't think Giants fans want to hear anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, uh, he missed two extra points, both of them on the holder. Uh, but obviously, that is that is not the headline from this game. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and fast forward to the to the fourth quarter here. Uh, 
Dak Prescott leads the Cowboys on an 8-minute and 43-second drive. 17 plays, 79 yards. With a minute 13 left, takes the ball into the end zone for an 11-yard touchdown, giving Dallas the 31-28 lead. They should have never had to have come from behind anyway, considering the first half of that game. Right. Um, yeah, they led uh, 21 to six at half. Or no, I'm sorry, 21 to 21 12. to twelve at half. Um, and uh, Dak leads him down on this, you know, almost nine minute drive, but he leaves a minute thirteen on the clock. And the other quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Early in his career, there was this narrative that Aaron Rodgers couldn't lead game winning drives. Well, early in his career, he was sitting on the bench. So, well, not, no, I mean, obviously, early not. in his career as a starter. Uh, he did have a couple failed years there. Uh, I, I can remember personally just games against uh, Jacksonville, Atlanta, and Houston where they had the ball late and he could not could not get him in position to win. But here over the last couple of years, you've got now three games against Dallas. you got the Bengals game earlier this year, the Dolphins game a couple years back, Giants game. Um, he's turned into the clutch quarterback that you'd think a player like that would be. And... Uh, he very quickly moved them down the field, uh, nine plays, 75 yards, uh, just a minute two, uh, and had the game-winning touchdown to Devontae Adams. Um, for Dallas, Dak Prescott uh, finished 25 of 36 for 251 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick six. Uh, I don't know if you happened to see that play. I did not. The ball bounced right off of Terrence Williams' hands. Right into Demarius Randall's hands, and he took it in for the score. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, second straight game over 100 yards, 29 for 116. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 19 of 29, 221 yards and three touchdowns. Um, one of the bigger storylines from this, Green Bay doesn't have any running backs. Yes. Uh, rookie Aaron Jones, 19 carries, 125 yards and a touchdown. We'll see if he can keep that up. Yeah, but, you know, still... For your first NFL action, he's done pretty well. Last week he had 40-something yards and a touchdown in, uh, in a half a play. So liking, liking what I'm seeing out of him. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, who took that huge hit from Danny Trevathan last week, seven catches, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. I didn't expect him to be back this week. I did not expect him to know where he was. <laughs> um. So the uh, the game aside from the Packers game that I was looking forward to the most this week, I actually did not get to watch. Uh, Kansas City beat Houston forty two to thirty four. Um, the uh, Chiefs were led by Alex Smith, uh, three hundred twenty four yards, three touchdowns. Kareem Hunt another one hundred seven yards on the ground, only one hundred seven yards. Yeah, uh, no touchdown. Crazy. Uh, but still, I mean, still having just an amazing rookie year. I can't. Yeah. I can't think of anyone right now who could or should challenge him for rookie of the year. Uh, I mean, I know what Deshaun Watson's doing for Houston right now, but I got. I, I personally think it's Kareem Hunt by a landslide. Um, and speaking of Watson, he did throw five touchdown passes. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, sixteen of thirty-one, two sixty-one, five touchdowns. Um. Three of them to DeAndre Hopkins, two of them to Will Fuller. So he's finding his targets there. Yeah. Those those are the two guys. Um, I 100% believe, and I know Houston is 2-3, and three, and they lost J.J. Watt in this game. 
for a good long time. Likely for the season. Uh, I know they're two and three. I know they lost JJ Watt. They also lost uh, Merciless. I honestly believe that was an AFC Championship game preview. Uh, After five weeks, I'm going to make that bold prediction and say that that was it. Well, who 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 are you? Who am I going to supposed to counter with in an argument? You can say the Patriots are going to turn it back on. That the, the Steelers will get stronger as the year goes. The the Patriots who have already been beaten by the Chiefs. Um, you could say the Broncos play spoiler to the Chiefs. No. Because the Broncos have put up some stinkers too. Just the, I mean, just the one against Buffalo. That's their only loss. Otherwise, they demolished Dallas and you know handled business against the Chargers and Raiders. It's that defense, man. Yeah, but handled business is is a completely different thing from we're a winning football team. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about the Thursday night game. Uh, the Patriots won. 19 to 14 uh had Nick Folk made his three field goals we're talking about something completely different right now <laughs> um but yeah 0 for 3 uh and he was replaced i don't remember who they brought in but Nick Folk is done they brought in another character by the name of hang on stall stretch uh, all right anyway um the Bucks had a chance to win this game late. Uh, on they, had, they had almost no time on the clock. Uh, Winston dropped back maybe two steps and just fired it towards the goal line. The receiver hadn't even turned around or made his break or anything. It, Winston just rushed it for no reason. Uh, it fell incomplete, and New England came out with the win. I really, I really thought they were going to pull it off the way they moved the ball on that last drive, but it came up just short. Patrick Murray. There we go. I have no idea who that is. He was their kicker in 2014 when he made 20 of 24 field goals. Well, my God. That's as many misses as Folk had in the last two games. My God. They can't even find a kicker who's making all of the kicks. Well, if he was making all of the kicks, he'd probably be employed. Did he at least get him close enough to fool the announcers? Because I think that should be worth at least a point. Yeah, man, that was bad. That UTEMU game. Jay Feely, a former kicker, couldn't tell that the ball missed. By a lot. I watched the video. I was like, wow, that's like they could have set up another set of goalposts to the side of the real goalposts, and it would have gone through those. Yeah. (laughs) It was a- it's not his job to know whether or not the ball goes in. It's his job to just kick it and go All But here's elsewhere. the thing. As the announcer, all he has to do is look down at the two referees. They're either going to put their arms up or they're going to wave them back and forth. Yeah, they but, waved them back and forth. But sometimes they hesitate. <laughs> like they'll, he, he they'll, wanted the scoop. He was yeah. like, I'm going to. Hey, man, that's, gonna that's, the, that's the world we live in. It's better, be, it's better to be first than it is to be right. Look at look at CNN and he, he Fox News and MSNBC. It's better to be first than to be right. He he uh, he jumps right in there before you know while the refs are still looking over at each other. Yeah. Although I mean they should not have had to look over at each other. They just should have seen the ball about eighty five yards to the right and uh, wave their arms back and forth. I think it's in the contract that they have to. 
They have to waste as much time as possible. I suppose. Um, Monday Night Football last night. Um, this game was 3-2 to two at the half. 3-2 to two at the half. Um, the uh, Vikings came away with a 20-17 to 17 win. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, 12-25, 128 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, I know the percentage is not great. I know there's the interception, but who's he supposed to be throwing it to? Um, well, you see there's, uh, and then there's also, and they've got, we can go back later and add names <laughs> in, into where I paused, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, they, they had a, a good number of drops. Um, it just bad night for their receivers route running uh catching the ball trubisky did not look as bad as the stats might have you think um their punter pat o'donnell uh did complete a pass for 38 yards and a touchdown um so the bears punter had more uh had more yards and more touchdowns than minnesota's starting quarterback Sam Bradford returned from injury, went 5 of 11 for 36, uh, re-injured himself and gave way to Case Keenum, who then led the Vikings to victory. Um, and, uh, Jarek McKinnon filling in for, uh, for the injured Delvin Cook, uh, 16 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown, uh, Tavis Murray, 12 carries for 31 yards, so it looks like McKinnon may be separating himself as the back of choice going forward. Well, that's uh, it's bad news for all the people who picked up Murray in the wake of Cook's injury. I picked them both up. <laughs> um, I, no, I'm in, a, I'm in a league where I, I, had, I had Cook and Montgomery as my starting running back, so I had a bad week last week. Yeah. I think I have uh, three people on IR on one team. Yeah. And I only have one IR spot. Ugh. That's no good. I always give three in leagues that I run. So, um, so looking ahead in the NFL this week, um, big game on Thursday night, Eagles-Panthers. Coming into the year, I would not have thought we'd have a primetime matchup this good this early. Yeah, and uh, it's Thursday night, so we can all watch it on Amazon Prime. Is it one of the... I think so. Okay. It would be stupid of them not to. Well, um, the uh, Red Hot Jets host the Patriots. The Jets winners of three straight... Um, does that qualify them as red hot, or does that just look by jet standards? Yes. I mean, I figure that just thaws them out a little bit. Yeah. Um, the Steelers looking to bounce back. Uh, they will take on the Chiefs at four twenty-five. Son of a. Yeah. Um, and the uh, Yowza! I think this was a good idea at the beginning of the year. Sunday Night Football, New York Giants, Denver Broncos. I'm out. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. I, um, Cancel football. 
the uh, Monday night game, Colts-Titans. Uh, both of those teams, uh, yeah. what, tied atop the AFC? Or no, I'm sorry, Jacksonville's probably a game ahead of them, right? Um, yeah, Jacksonville leading the AFC South at 3-2. and two. Uh, The rest of them are 2-3. and three. Um, They did see what happened last year when all those teams were 8-8, eight and eight, right? Yeah. Um, and they they went ahead and scheduled that for a Monday night game anyway? Well, I mean, you got to give them something. You don't, though. Also, I mean, you think about it, coming into the year, Andrew Luck was supposed to be back, and Marcus Mariota wasn't supposed to be injured when they scheduled this game. So, um, I still don't think it would have been a good one. <laughs> Just looking through the standings uh, really quickly here, as I said, Carolina on top of the – uh, NFC South four and one. Uh, Atlanta's three and one and was on the bye this last week. Um, what am I hearing? What's there's an alarm happening or something? No, it's the little happy dance song. It's our that, washing machine. The washer it's does. Very proud of itself for being complete. It, it should be. It, it, it's damn proud of it's, itself. It's done a good job. Um, the uh, Minnesota Vikings with their win uh, – now in second place in the NFC North, uh, tied with Detroit at three and two. Uh, Green Bay leads the way at four and one, and Chicago stuck in the basement at one and four. Um, is it just me, or has football been really disappointing this season? No, I've actually been pretty pleased. No, I mean like in general, like the product seems to be. Uh, I don't think so. Less good. I think we've had some really good games, some really close games. Um, we've got you know we've got the rookies in Hunt and. Watson coming out and putting up big numbers, that's always exciting to see. We've got we've got the usual suspects uh leading the way with, with the stats. You know, you got Antonio Brown and Julio Jones tearing it up at receiver. You got Aaron Rodgers and uh Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan throwing it all over the field. So I think we're I think we're doing all right with football this year. The injuries are a bit disappointing for a lot of these teams, with the Giants losing the receivers. Yeah, I mean and, it, it seems like every single game Someone is gone for oh, the yeah. season. Yeah, uh, you know, you got for the Cardinals. You got David Johnson out for a while. You got JJ Watt missing. You know, the, the offensive line issues the Packers have had have made their games pretty difficult at times. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr being out now. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of disappointing. It's just I it, I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a sloppier product this year. Yeah, maybe a little. Yeah, uh, but you know, we're still getting the good games. I'm not. You know, you look at the Green Bay Dallas game. Yeah, we we got a great game there last week. Uh, New England Houston. This week Houston Kansas City. I mean, like we're we're still getting a lot of great games. Um, so just winless teams. You got the Cleveland Browns. Yes. New York Giants. Yes. San Francisco Forty ers Yes. Most likely to go zero and sixteen. Yes. No, you need to pick one of those three. Most likely. One team. I'm going to rule out the Giants because I think a, a team led by a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback is not going to go 0-16. They will find a way to win a game at the very least. I mean, I, I, would I don't have think that's going to happen. I would have to really look at their schedules. I mean, just look at their divisions. I think I think the Browns are probably most likely to go 0-16, which is a shame because I like their roster as, as far as uh, the young guys they brought in. They need one more weapon uh, for uh, for Kaiser. They need him to and, have faith in his offensive line. Yeah, sometimes. I was going to say, and they need a right side of the offensive line. Um, 
but you know, I I think uh, I think there's a very good chance we we see those three teams with fewer than three wins. And that's, combined, yeah, that <laughs> would be that would be bad. No, I'm uh, I'm figuring uh, maybe two for the Giants, one for the Niners, and at this point, best case scenario, one for the Browns. It's just so bad. So four combined. Yeah. <laughs> um. So all right, uh, Eric. Do you have your sad pants on? <laughs> I've, been, I've been wearing my sad pants since last night. Uh, the, upside, uh, no teal hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't don't have to dye my hair. Uh, won that bet at least. Um, yeah, the Diamondbacks were eliminated by the Dodgers via the sweep yeah. in the NLDS uh, last night. It was uh, we we just did not play to our potential. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of guys who didn't play as well as they had the rest of the year, and especially our starting pitching over the the course of those three games. Yeah, that was actually – so you and I had a pretty good debate last week about what to do with your starting pitching uh, in in the wild card game if if Granky got in a little trouble. And I said you don't go go to your number two or three starter that quickly. You said you'd like him to go to another starter, maybe not the number two. Through the first two games of the playoffs, the wild card game and the first divisional game, they went through all four of their starting yes. pitchers. Yeah, they they did exactly what I said they shouldn't do yeah. in that wild card game, and they went to Ray to yeah. to to relieve Granky. Um, that surprised me because I was like, I, it, that really shocked me. I really yeah. thought that they would go to Walker in that position or Godley as they did in the second game, um, because then they that 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 put Taiwan Walker up, who has been battling over the he he was really good near the beginning of the year. But he had been battling and near the end of the year, and his previous starts against the Dodgers were not good. So I was very surprised to see Walker starting that game. I, I thought maybe it was an, uh, kind of a, well, we're going against Kershaw. We're probably not going to win this one anyway, so why don't we just burn this starter? Right. <laughs> and they did burn him in one inning. Um, and then they put Godley mm. out there, who went out there and did a great job. He uh, Well, I wouldn't say a great job. Um I got, held them scoreless. So I'm looking that's, at <laughs> that's a good job. Uh, no, he was responsible. He was any. responsible for those three runs that got that were given up when he came out. I believe. Oh, it was un- it was, in- was it inherited runners though? Yeah, it, I'm like he didn't let anybody score himself. No, I, I he like he let them on. So that, yeah, yeah, so they're his earned runs. But yeah, I don't I, look looking at the stat lines. The way they score that in, in the wild card game, three point two innings out of Granky, fifty eight pitches, six hits, four earned runs, and a walk. They turned it over to Robbie Ray. 2.1, 34 pitches, two hits, an earned run. In game two, Walker, one inning pitched, 48 pitches, yeah. four hits, four earned runs, two walks. Godley, five, in- five innings pitched, 100 pitches. That's five innings in relief. Yeah, five innings <laughs> so. in relief, 100 pitches, four hits, three earned runs, two walks. So they they overworked their starters. Yeah. In those first two games, and it really, it really came back to bite him, and that's exactly the issue that I was talking about last week that I thought they were going to have. Because well, like I said, they shouldn't at, have gone. I, I still don't know why they went with Ray right. in the wild card game. Like I, that would have been a spot for Walker or Corbin, I think, and I would have been perfectly fine with that. When I saw Ray was coming in, I was like, "Really? Yeah." I mean, I well, know they didn't turn to Corbin at all for these games. Yeah, he was supposed to. St- he would have started tonight if we'd have won last. Yeah, game. Um, um, that's that was where Corbin was was positioned. Yeah, Ray in game um, two, four point one innings, eighty eight pitches, four hits, four and runs, four walks, and last night. And this was a thing that that really. Really nailed him last night. Granky Fordings pitched 105 pitches. Yeah, 
Yeah, he was pitching in and out of trouble all night. He did a good job as far as keeping the score down. Yeah. Well, and, and even but, the guys that didn't get on base were working full counts and foul yeah. and fouling off. Yeah, Yasiel they were Puig seven, had eight, like nine, ten pitch at bats. Yeah, it Puig was had like ridiculous. an eleven pitch at bat. It was it was stupid. He wound up getting out, but he burned Granky. So you know. So that was their stra- that. It was quite obvious that was their strategy going in against Cranky. It was like we're not going to get any really good pitches to hit, but if we don't, you know, if we don't foul them off, they're going to get called strikes because you know Cranky is good. Yeah, he can live on those corners and get those calls. Um, and so they had a good strategy against him just to just to work him hard, and he managed to get himself out of trouble quite a few times, but. We couldn't get the bats going. Yeah. Uh, Darvish just owned us, and we couldn't. Too many, I think, too many of them were stepping up looking for that big swing instead of just thinking get on base. Yeah, um, I really, you know, the the first hit we got in the game was uh, Marte getting on with that bunt single, and like I wanted to see more of that. Right, like, just get on base, let people, you know. Uh, it was it was a frustrating game to listen to. I, I wasn't watching it because I didn't have a cable login to to watch it. I was just listening to the radio broadcast. But it was a very frustrating game yeah. to listen to because I I could hear the just we just weren't doing what we needed to do and what we've been doing all year long. Yeah, we we get a lot of home runs. That's that's going to happen. But the reason we've been so successful all year is because we've been getting people on base. Yeah, and then getting those home runs or getting those big doubles. So. Uh, that just didn't happen that last game. That is, however, the first time in Diamondbacks history that they have lost a winner go home game. At uh, home. Yes, yeah. They're now six and one in those types of games. Yeah. They were six and zero oh going in, um, but yeah, it's still still a fantastic se- season. Um, still incredibly happy with what they managed to accomplish, considering you know, this is a team that lost ninety three games last year. Yeah. Um, and they came back and won 93 in the regular season this year, uh, won that wild card game. Um, you know, it's it, it's another strike for me against this new wild card setup, too, because I look at that and I think, you know, we had a six game lead over the Rockies. Why should we have to prove it again with one more game? Right. And burn, you know, in this case, two of our starters to do so while, you know, while the, oh. while the team that we had to face gets it a couple extra days rest. Right. But I'm not blaming it on that. I mean, you know, like I said, they they outplayed us. We we didn't play up to our potential, yeah. and they did. Uh, for so. the, for the for the Dodgers, uh, game one, uh, Corey Seager two for four, three runs, two RBIs, and a walk. Yasiel Puig two for five with two RBI. Uh, game two, Yasiel Puig three for four, two RBI. Logan Forsyth three for five with three runs and an RBI, and Austin Barnes. Two for three with two runs, two RBI, and a walk. Last night, uh, Cody Bellinger was all they needed. Two for four, uh, had a run, two RBI, a home run, and a walk. Um, so, a lot of, you know, they were getting from a lot of different places, the Dodgers were. Um, and obviously, they were getting the great pitching from uh, uh, from Kershaw Hill and uh, last night, Darvish. You know, they didn't even have to get to Kente Maeda, although he, he did come he in, can, in relief, he came in relief and, uh, uh, instead, came, of being, yeah. instead of taking his start. Uh, tomorrow, so um, the Dodgers are now waiting on the winner of the uh, Cubs Nats series, uh, which we can look so at go now. Whoever wins that series, yeah. um, the rest the rest of my baseball season is rooting against the Dodgers. That's that's all it. it that's <laughs> that's what is there is there a group of more punchable faces in one place anywhere in the world other than the Dodgers clubhouse? The yeah, I don't think there are. Yeah, the Cardinals clubhouse, uh, you know, the Cowboys locker room. <laughs> 
the Red Wings locker room, the Golden State Warriors locker room, the L.A. Lakers locker room. No, Lakers I could definitely agree with. The uh, Probably the New York Yankees lock, uh, clubhouse. Um, the Rangers, New York Rangers locker room. New York Rangers locker room, I, I can go with that. Any um, soccer uh, locker room. We're talking about sports, though. The New York Knicks front office. Oh, yeah. And ownership. <laughs> well, if we're talking about um, ownership, too, I mean, the Cowboys I mean, owner could use a yeah. couple well, of pops. If we're talking about job. ownership, literally every owner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the uh, the Cubs Nats series, uh, Cubs took a 2 1 lead in that series yesterday. Um, the storyline here is pitching. Uh, game one, Cubs won 3 to nothing. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, seven innings pitched, two hits, six strikeouts. Steven Strasburg, seven innings pitched, three hits, two runs, ten strikeouts. The uh, the runs were not earned for Strasburg in that in that game. Uh, had a had an error by Rendon, which led to those runs. Um, Strasburg was holding them hitless into six, and uh, it just all fell apart with the error. Well, it looks like the um, Cubs have the favorable matchup in pitching today. Yeah, uh, with Arietta going up against Tanner Rourke. Yeah. Which is who? <laughs> um, I got some stats on those guys in a second. Uh, game two, uh, John Lester, six innings pitched, two hits, one earned run, two strikeouts. Gio Gonzalez, five innings pitched, three hits, three earned run, six strikeouts. Still, strong performances from both pitchers. Uh, game three, Jose Quintana, 5.2 innings pitched, two hits, one run, 7K. Are you noticing a theme with the Cubs pitchers here? That they're pitching? Two hits. Two hits that they're that they're hitting each starter. Two hits. Uh, the run for Quintana not earned, uh, thanks to Kyle Schwarber absolutely blowing it out in left field. Very routine play. He just botched it and then he booted it on top. Oh boy. Um, Max Scherzer held him hitless uh, through five and some change. Finished with six point one innings pitched, one hit, one earned run, seven strikeouts. Um, Anthony Rizzo in this series uh, four for twelve. Five RBI, one home run, uh, two or uh, one run. Uh, Chris Bryant, a little bit quieter. Uh, he is uh, three for eleven, one RBI, one uh, two runs, and a walk. Bryce Harper, also very quiet. Uh, two for twelve, one run, two RBI, home run, and four strikeouts. Uh, as Tom said today, Tanner Rourke uh, against Jake Arrieta. Um, Rourke on the season, thirteen and eleven. 467 ERA, 166 strikeouts, 64 walks. Arietta, 14 and 10, 353, 163 and 55. So, uh, if it gets to Game Five, we are looking at the Game One starters: Kyle Hendricks and Steven Strasburg. In that particular case, uh, I think I go with Strasburg this time around. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to tell, and you. You got to think as the as the option out of the bullpen immediately following, Washington's probably going straight to their bullpen. Chicago has a stopgap of John Lackey right now. Right. Um, um, but no, I I do see what you're saying. I just I personally don't think it's getting to Game Five. Even still, I I uh, well no, uh, Arietta is like thirty times the pitcher Rourke is, and <laughs> yeah. um, it's going to take quite a lot uh, for the Nationals to. To win this one, yeah, uh, they're they're going to need Harper and Zimmerman to step up. Yeah, well, they they may need Arietta to have one of those Arietta games where he just 
can't do anything right. Where he just keeps letting guys on, even though he may not let them cross the plate, keeps letting them on and yeah. works himself out of it. Yeah. Um, no, I, They're going to have to drive up his uh, his pitch count early in the game. Which, I mean, they can do. It's not out of the question. Um, I do, like I said, I, I do like the Cubs to, to finish it off here. Um, I will say, so Cubs are down one nothing at the stretch yes, yesterday, and Bill and Joel Murray came up to do the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. I've never seen the fan base that worked up coming out of a stretch. And you could tell the, the Cubs players were feeding off of it. Yeah. Um, so, hey, you know, let's have Bill and Joel up there uh, as much as we can. You know, I really, really never understood how the Cubs were so bad for so long and had all these fans. Yeah, man, we love them. Yeah, yeah, like the the list of celebrity Cubs fans is ridiculous. Uh, aside from Bill Murray, you've got um, John Cusack. <clears throat> we that, all, I thought you said celebrity. All, yeah, that's that's listen, like a minus ten know, right there. I I hate him so much. I really do. I really really do. Hey, Gross Point Blank was a good movie. Um, <laughs> I could I could say with a hundred percent certainty, I have never liked a John Cusack movie except Eight Men Out, and even that. That's, he was part of that ensemble cast, so I didn't even really have to focus on him too much. Um, but no, so yeah, we we got John Cusack, we got Jeff Garland, uh, Stephen Colbert, Nick Offerman. Uh, it, there's so many. Every time you turn around, there's another celebrity sitting there in a Cubs hat. My, um, one who is not a fan, and this was one of my favorite things in 2015 when we beat the Cardinals in the divisional round. Yeah, John Hamm. <laughs> is a Cardinals fan. That's unfortunate because I like John Hamm. I know. <laughs> and he was sitting there looking so smug in game one, and then it all fell apart. <laughs> no, I do like John Hamm. It's very unfortunate that he is that dumb when it comes to baseball. It's the best thing in the world when the Cardinals don't make the playoffs. Yeah. It's almost as if my team did. <laughs> um, so the uh, Houston-Boston series has gone final. Um, yes, it has. Do in large part to two things. Houston winning and Boston losing? Yes. No. Number one. the Actually, in- that was three things because that happened three times. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the inability of Chris Sale to get it going. Uh, game one, five innings pitched, nine hits, seven earned runs. Game four, uh, in relief, uh, 4.2 innings pitched, four hits, two earned runs. I guess you could say Boston's ship has sailed. Oh, God, I hate you so much. Um, the other th- it also works because they're a port town. God, I hate you. The other thing that really sparked them, Jose Altuve, uh, game one, three for four, three runs, three RBI, three home run. Game two, two for three, two run, RBI, two walks. Uh, game three, three for four and a walk. So wait, you're saying that Jose Altuve was good at baseball? <laughs> so good at baseball. Breaking. Um uh, Josh Reddick uh, in game one, two for three, two runs and a walk. Uh, game four, two for four, an RBI and a walk. Uh, George Springer was three for four in yesterday's game. Uh, so they are now awaiting the winner of the Cleveland-New York series, a series that I don't think we anticipated going five. Uh, I would have called this one the least likely to go five coming yeah. into the playoffs. I really thought Cleveland was going to sweep it pretty easily. Um, and especially after game two. When, yeah, when they when they absolutely crushed the Yankees' spirit um, with that comeback win, um, at uh, game one they won four to nothing. Jay Bruce two for three, 
a home run, three RBI, two runs. Uh, Trevor Bauer, 6.2 innings pitch, two hits and eight strikeouts. Uh, game two, that that's the one that everybody's talking about in this series. Uh, New York led 8-3 to three in the sixth. Uh, Lindor following a questionable call on a foul tip that should have been called strike three, which yeah. would have ended the inning. Uh, Lindor came in and uh, hit a grand slam to make it 8-7. to seven. Jay Bruce hit the game-tying home run in the eighth. And Jay Gomes finished things off with an RBI single driving in Austin Jackson in the 13th inning. Um, so, you know, you think, how are they going to follow that up? That was such an amazing game. And then they come out with uh, Masahiro Tanaka, seven innings pitched, three hits, seven strikeouts. Carlos Carrasco, 5.2, three hits, seven strikeouts. The Yankees win one nothing on a solo home run from Greg Bird. Kablamo. Yeah, uh... So the Yankees are back in the series, and then yesterday, New York 7, Cleveland 3. Uh, Brett Gardner, Gary Sanchez, Todd Frazier, Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge all drove in runners. Uh, Gary Sanchez hit a home run. Um, so going forward, uh, we're looking at uh, – uh, uh, oh, for the Indians, Carlos Santana, two-run home run yesterday. Don't want to leave out the Indians in the coverage. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, we're looking at CC Sabathia against Corey Kluber. Uh, in game two, Sabathia five and a five and a third, three hits, four runs, two of them earned, three walks, four strikeouts. Corey Kluber, a very unKluber like game. Uh, two point two innings pitched, seven hits, six earned runs, one walk, four K. I kind of like the Yankees. Well, it's going to be. I think the uh, the bullpen in this is going to be huge. Oh yeah, in this game. Um, because both of these pitchers are capable of, of throwing, you know, hot stuff. And it could be scoreless going into uh, the late innings where, you know, these guys have to come out. Right. You can't pitch 150 pitches. And with the with the hitting power on these teams, they're going to they're gonna fight off balls and they're going to get some long at-bats. Yeah. Uh, so I don't expect either of these pitchers to go more than six and a half-ish. Yeah. Six um, and two thirds, I would say. I, uh, I don't know. I, I like the Yankees in this. I mean, game one, Cleveland outplayed them from start to finish. Aside from that, Cleveland's only held serve from the sixth inning on of that second game. Right. The Yankees dominated the first five. They dominated game three and game four. I, I like the resiliency. Uh, you know, coming back from that crushing loss in thirteen innings. I like them coming back for that one nothing win, and they strung it together into another win yesterday. I I know I picked Cleveland to go to the World Series, but picking this one game, I kind of like the Yankees. Yeah, and it all comes down to it's it's one game, win or go golfing. That seems terrible. Yeah, no one wants to golf. That that's your punishment for losing. They make you go golfing. Man, that would be just the worst. Um, so. More more surprising sweep. <coughs> L.A. over Arizona, or uh, last was it last? Cleveland swept Boston last year, right? I think so, yeah. I thought that that was the most shocking last year. Yeah. Or Well, I guess, I guess more shocking as far as just like series go. Boston, I thought, was like one of the unbeatable teams last year. Right. This year, coming into this, I did pick L.A. to go all the way. I thought Arizona was going to take them to the brink. I feel the same way about Arizona that I felt about Boston last year coming out of this. 
don't know. I, I, I feel kind of like uh, Arizona at times this season was was an unbeatable team. Uh, but then for all but the last 20 games of the season, L.A. was also an unbeatable team. Yeah. And I think really more than anything, L.A. just, I don't know, I think they were kind of resting a bit towards the end of the season. They were they're not going as hard. They, they knew they were going to be the number one seed. Yeah. Uh, so they just kind of took it easy. Weren't worried about setting records, which, you know, some teams do, and then they go out and they blow a 3-1 lead in the finals. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, but no, I think they were more concerned about performing in the playoffs. And so I'm not really super surprised that they swept, but I will say that uh, Arizona really could have played better. Yeah. I just well, I was shocked. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, I I really was. I I thought I thought Arizona was going to push them, and like I said, they they feel to me like Boston of last year. Like I thought Boston was going to go far. I thought Arizona was going to be able to push it. Even though I did pick the Dodgers, it would not have surprised me going into this. I had the mindset it would not have surprised me to see the Diamondbacks move on to the NLCS. But um, well, it wouldn't have surprised me. But I, I knew it was going to be a tough series. But I, I definitely didn't expect a sweep either way yeah. i didn't expect us to sweep them and i certainly didn't expect or want them to sweep us yeah. um especially with the way we've been playing at home i knew we would have those you know i would hope hoped we would have those two games at home at least um so yeah it was very shocking to me that it was a sweep yeah you know, i'm not saying it's a shock that we lost the series because i knew they were a, a good team and a hard team you know we we did beat them over the course of the year but not by a ton um, in fact, actually, with these three losses, where the season series with the Dodgers are actually we're actually even, yeah, eleven and eleven, <laughs> if you count those three games. But uh, yeah, I did. I didn't think it was going to be easy, but I definitely didn't think it would be easy for them either. And unfortunately, we let it be. Yeah, um, and that that Boston team last year, like you said, you thought they were going to go far. A lot of people thought they were going to go far. Um, so that you know that that was more surprising to me, I guess. Yeah. Um, so now the the two games we have remaining, I'm thinking Cubs and Yankees are coming out on top in these games. Two or three games we have. Yes, right? sorry, two or three. Yeah, don't be presumptuous. The, the two we have for sure. The the two upcoming games that we have, we can't pick a game that we don't know if it'll be played. Oh, we can, but it seems wasteful. Um, I'm I'm thinking Cubs wrap it up today. Yankees uh, upset the Indians tomorrow, and Tom lives to fight another day in our. Pre postseason picks. Woo! What do you What do you guys think for today's game? Today's game, uh, hmm. And I, I probably got to pick the Cubs. Yeah, I picked them to beat the Nats anyway. Uh, Eric, and yeah, he, uh, I, I think it'll probably be the Cubs uh, as well. But I'm I'm going to give the other series to the Indians. I think they're going to to fight this one and and play like we expected them to play at the beginning of the series. Yeah. So I think I, I I'm still thinking Indians come out on top of that series. Um but yeah, I think the Cubs will take this game and yeah. end that series. Well, hopefully uh hopefully Eric's right. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not going to pick for who I'm rooting for. I'm going to pick who I think is going to win, which is why, you know, I picked the Dodgers to win the World Series, not my Cubs. But uh you you're taking the Yankees uh for tomorrow just because you well, I'm taking. I I picked, not just because I but. picked them, you know, for a reason. I think they showed throughout the season that they had what it takes to uh, to do the things. Yeah, and now they're doing the things. <laughs> Some great analysis. 
You see, what we're going to need to do to win this game is the things that we need to do to win this game. If we do those things, then we'll win this game. But first, we have to do those things. Do you think we can do those things? I think we can do those things. Let's do the things. Things. Oh. My, uh, one of my favorite, favorite, uh, favorite things. Memes of all time. <laughs> it's, it's a drawing of Kirk and Spock. And Spock says, don't do the thing. And it's Kirk running away. I'm going to do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar to a, a comic I've seen with uh, 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 with Thor, not Thor. Um, uh, God, bloody heck! One of those uh, one of those Greek gods who's always uh, putting his thing in things. And somebody was telling him, "Don't put your thing in that thing." He said, "I'm gonna put my thing in that thing." <laughs> it's probably Zeus. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably Zeus. Uh, so the NHL got things started last week. Yes, they did. Um, Couple of big surprises. Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. What about them? Yowza. Uh, giving up 15 goals in three games. Uh, 10 of those in one game. Yeah. Boy, we were all a little down on, on the Blackhawks, weren't we? Yeah. It's a long season. Um, no, it's. Uh, we talked about it last season, too, as we went through. It's still early to talk about what these teams are going to be and everything like that. And yeah, some of these yeah. surprise, some of these might be surprises early on, but uh, you know, I, I don't think that means Pittsburgh's going to be giving up five goals a game going forward. You know, are you sure? Just like, just like I don't think Toronto's going to be scoring six goals a game going forward. No, but it's it's fun to look at at the at the standings right now, and you see the teams in places where you shouldn't see them. Yeah, looking at Detroit in second place in the Atlantic. Yeah, or looking at uh, Columbus in New York at the bottom of the Metro. Yeah, or even in, I'm, I don't mean anything by it, but New Jersey in second place in the Metro because we all know that's probably not they 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 are very likely to make the playoffs this year. I wouldn't say they're very likely. I would. I mean, they've got a better chance okay. than they did last year. They're very likely to be. In the hunt, yes, this year, um, but they're they're going to be nowhere near second place in the metro come the end of the year. Um, I don't know if if the kids keep playing the way they're playing, and I hate the fact that I can say the kids now right. and that it's true, and that some of them are ten years younger than me. Yep. Uh, out west, you got Dallas, Nashville, and San Jose all zero and two. Yeah, and Vegas two and zero. Yep. Yeah, they uh, kicked off their existence with a win over my stars, um, thanks to Kari Lettinen. Mm. He's still letting in goals. You could say he is letting in goals. I just said. Yes, I did it to emphasize um, how bad that joke is every time you make it. It gets better every time. Um, it was bad when he played in Atlanta. It was bad when he... The the issue in that first game was that uh, Ben Bishop took a puck to the mask and the mask had decided to cut him. Yeah. And so they took him out of the game. Yeah. He uh, did not start the second game, I believe. Uh, I think we had letting it in for that, too, which explains that loss. Um, so. Well, that and the Blues are a good team. Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, Kari Lennon. Yeah. Um, so next week we'll be looking ahead to basketball uh they've started uh, their preseason really quickly first i've got some super important news the new jersey devils have partnered with the riveters of the nwhl to provide um some advertisement um 
they're providing facilities for them, and uh, the uh, the Riveters will be undergoing a uh, rebranding to adopt the the red and black colors of the Devils, and they're going to work together to grow uh, women's hockey in the uh, greater New York metropolitan area. That is very good news. It's huge for not only the Riveters themselves, but for the entire NWHL and for women's hockey everywhere. Keep in mind that this is a this is an Olympic year, and several of the big stars from the NWHL in past years will be going off to play for their countries and not participating in the NWHL um, because the season happens right around that time. Yeah. Um, so this is huge in that it kind of <clears throat> really helps solidify the uh, the footprint of the NWHL, and it provides sort of like a a template for how to do this in the future with you know not only the teams that exist already but perhaps expansion to to other areas. I know they had uh, done the last year's All Star Game in Pittsburgh, and they said uh, just from that their uh, Fan base grew by seventeen percent. Wow, where, and where are the where are the teams located right now? Uh, there's Buffalo, uh, Newark, and they they won't be the New York Riveters anymore. They'll be the Metro Riveters, by the way. Um, and then there's Boston with the Pride, right? And then there's uh, Connecticut. I don't know where they play in Connecticut, no, okay. but they are the Whale. So I've, I've thought from the beginning that once you know once they were established and could you know get things going. They could probably support teams in Philly, Pittsburgh, and Detroit. Yeah, and to, and Toronto. Um, I know they probably don't want to go across the border just yet because of the money involved in doing that. Well, and there's already the CWHL, right? But you know, if you're going to expand, you're going to go to markets where you know it's going to survive, and it yeah. w- it would survive up there. Anything hockey up there, they're going to go watch in Toronto. Yeah. Um. So, um, <laughs> pretty funny story here. A uh, couple in Edmonton. Uh, getting a divorce they went to court for custody hearing uh involving their oilers season tickets oh boy uh, the judge concluded that the uh the tickets fit the legal definition of a household good uh and that they need to be divided oh man yeah um so i'm not sure if uh I'm not sure what that means if they each get their own ticket out of it or so if, that they still uh, have to go to the games together. Yeah, or if uh, they each get, you know, however many games out of the year. But uh, yeah, they. Uh, and now this is a this is a uh, very wealthy wealthy couple. Uh, in in the story, it says that she receives fifteen grand a month in spousal support. Uh, question. Question. Yes. Why don't she just buy her own? Well, that and. Fifteen thousand a month. Uh, yes, in spousal support. I can't spend fifteen thousand dollars in six months. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I could spend it. I could absolutely spend it. If you give it to me, I'll show you. I don't think I'm <laughs> capable of it. I, I know for a fact I am. There's no reason that I would need to. Yeah, but I know I could. I've seen all the Amazon packages come into this house. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know how to spend money. <laughs> I um, could figure it out. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Need, on the other hand, is a different story. Oh, man. Um, okay, so it looks like they are splitting the games. They're not splitting, like, like he'll get so many games, she'll get so many games. 
Um, and then they'll have to split playoff tickets too. That's crazy. And they'll all, it looks like they'll alternate every year because there will be one more home game for one person. Yeah. They'll alternate every year who picks first for their games. Well, uh, I guess it's just another uh, example of why you shouldn't get married. <laughs> That's just insane. So, yeah, for those of you out there that have uh, spouses and season tickets. Make, make sure you put them in the prenup, I guess. Uh, you know? it's, a, uh, it's a household good right there, apparently. And this is this is even with the fact that the guy was able to prove that he was the sole possessor of the tickets when they got together. That hurts. Yeah. Man, that is oh boy. So um Did he cheat? Is that why they broke up? I don't know. It, it sounds say. like things are favoring her and usually that happens when the divorce is because of infidelity. Yeah, 90% no, of the say. time, the judge is like, oh, well, you know what? If you'd have kept your, your pants, then uh, maybe you'd have your tickets. But yeah. since you didn't, guess what? Oh, it uh, does not say uh, what the what the cause for the divorce was. But, uh, yeah, it looks like he's, he's getting kicked in the teeth here uh, as he was able to prove he was the sole possessor. So... But well, like I said, we uh, next week we're looking forward to our NBA preview. Uh, basketball is right around the corner. We're we're getting in that magical time of year where all four major sports play at the same time. Ooh, yeah, that one week. It only yeah, it only lasts for like a week or two, but it's awesome. Um, so we got that to look forward to next week. Uh, we may. I've been talking to Mason a little bit, and with his work schedule, he can't uh, be here on Monday mornings, or uh, in this case, Tuesday morning, as we're coming to you a day late. Um, so he had asked, because he, he enjoys being in on the baseball talk, he had asked if we could potentially do another uh, nighttime show. So we may be planning that, maybe a little bit closer to the World Series, between the LCS and World Series rounds. We can do something like that. So I guess maybe. You guys be on the lookout for that. and uh, I mean, I guess if we just make it our weekly show, it, it'll be fine. Right. You know. Do it on a do it on a Monday night after work instead of Monday morning. Yeah, or or Sunday night, some sort of thing like that. Yeah, so we'll figure that out pretty soon and uh, let you guys know when that's going down. Uh, other than that, I believe we are done for the day. Seems like it. There's not really anything else to talk about. No. So um, uh, we'll be back with more NCAA, NFL, MLB, NHL, and NBA action next week. So. Oh, Thank you, you all for listening. We will be back next week.